Is Indiana going to have the toughest non-conference schedule in the nation next season? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, August 12th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We've obviously talked a fair amount about IU basketball uh, and their schedule this upcoming season. Uh, they certainly uh, beefed it up quite a bit. Uh, and. It's one of those things that we're aware of how tough the schedule is going to be. How does it stack up nationally? Uh, Andy Katz put together his top 25 non-conference games for 2022. I'm sure you guys all are aware of who Andy Katz is. Used to be at ESPN. uh, Now does stuff for NCAA uh, and March Madness. Um, One of the the longtime well-respected college basketball journalists. So... Maybe less so debating the rankings necessarily of these games, but it gives you a sense of IU's schedule compared to other teams across the country. The short of it is IU probably has the toughest schedule, uh, at least non-conference, in the country next season. Starting at the very top of Andy Katz's list, the number one non-conference game, this is excluding in-season tournament matchups, so your Champions Classic with Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, those are out, Maui's out, uh, whatever it is, all those in-season tournaments are out of the picture. These are just straight non-conference matchups. UNC at Indiana tops that list November 30th. A lot of these are, I won't say a lot, a fair amount of them are the Big Ten ACC Challenge, um, a lot of Big Ten, a lot of ACC mixed in here. But North Carolina at uh, Indiana is the number one game. Fair play to North Carolina because they also have the number two game, Ohio State versus North Carolina. But um, Indiana is going to have one of the marquee games next season in non-conference play. A lot of eyes are going to be on them uh, before we get into the Big Ten season. Uh Right after that, we mentioned Ohio State, UNC is two. Michigan State, Gonzaga is three. And then Indiana at Kansas uh, is four. December 17th is going to be a hell of a day because Ohio State is going to play North Carolina and IU is going to play Kansas on that same day. But when it comes to the Hoosiers, two games in the top four uh, for the top uh, non-conference games next season. One of them, a true road game, which IU did not basically do at all. I actually don't think they had a true road game in outside of Syracuse in non-conference play last season. They had a neutral game. The only reason they played Syracuse on the road is because of ACC Big Ten Challenge. The Kansas game isn't. There's nothing tied to that. That's IU wanting to go to Kansas to play that game. So uh, that is two top four non-conference games for Indiana. A little bit of a dip 
until Arizona. This says Arizona at Indiana. It's Arizona and Indiana on a neutral court. That comes in at number 10. Uh, so three top 10 non-conference games for Indiana next season. Um, UNC is the only other team uh, kind of taking a step back a second. UNC is the only other team to have two games in the top five. They have the top two games. But no other team is in the top 10 three times. IU is the only team uh, in that top 10 three times. There's a couple that are in there twice. Kentucky's in there twice. UNC's obviously in there twice. Duke's in there twice. Nobody's in there three times outside of Indiana. Ohio State's in there twice as well. Uh, So Hoosiers are going to test themselves. Uh, That's three premier programs, obviously. But this gives you a sense of where they stack up relative to the rest of the country. Uh, And I think it's pretty clear that Indiana is going to have probably the most daunting non-conference schedule. Um, There'll be a number of ways to measure that once the season comes out and even in the preseason. But uh, Indiana is going to really, really challenge itself. The uh, The other time IU was on the list, number 17, Uh, Indiana at Xavier, November 19th. Uh, So in total, four of IU's non-conference games are on this list. Even just comparing that to last season, they wouldn't have been anywhere near it. I'm just trying to think back to when the last time, if ever, IU would have four non-conference games like this on a list like this. It's it's certainly happened at some point. Uh, everybody didn't used to be as scared to play each other in non-conference play, but it'd be a long, long time since that has happened. Um, especially not taking into account in-season tournaments. So a, an impressive non-conference schedule. We knew that this is just another way of shaping that, of framing that, of showing everyone how, how much Indiana is going to test itself this upcoming season because boy, they are, uh, they're going to put themselves through the ringer uh, between the start of the season. And um, I'm trying to look when the last, I think that Arizona game's the last one, December 10th. Uh, they're going to really learn a lot about themselves really quick. Uh, we'll obviously talk more about that as we inch closer to the season. But like I said, that framed it differently. And I thought put into context, how good uh, Indiana's non-conference schedule will be next season. On the note of IU basketball, some more 2024 recruiting news as a top prospect is going to visit Indiana this fall. We'll tell you who and learn a little bit more about them. Before we jump into that, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines and games find reviews and news of every league including mlb nfl nba nhl combat sports esports even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today Bet online where the game starts. Shout out to them as our sponsor for today's episode. Be sure you guys are over uh, subscribing to our YouTube. 
uh, where we post the shows there daily at 7 a.m. You guys can join in on the conversation each and every day uh, as we continue to grow over there, uh, really growing a, a big audience over there. And uh, so be sure you join in on that. Join in on that conversation. Five star 2024 center Derek Queen. Uh, I would say announce. He didn't really announce. He told pigs.com on Thursday that he will be visiting IU as one of three schools. He's going to take a visit to IU, Arizona, and Maryland uh, are the three programs he's eyeing right now. He does not have a date yet. Just simply said it would be sometime during the fall. We've mentioned Derek Queen before. Uh, before we dive into more about him, here's some quotes he had to give. Quote, they talk to me almost every day, probably every day, actually. We talk about everything, not just Indiana. We talk about basketball, how Blo- about how Bloomington looks. We talk about a lot. Uh, that was obviously Queen on the IU coaching staff. Uh, he also said, I feel like they're really interested. It's a good program. They have good coaches. They know how to bond well. Uh, Mike Woodson knows how to get players to the NBA. We have discussed this a, a couple times, but uh, one of the benefits, maybe we didn't discuss enough at the time when he was hired, is that Mike Woodson has still strong connections with the NBA, and that's going to matter to these kids that want to want that to be their next legitimate step. These top prospects who see college as a one and done experience before going on to the NBA, having someone like Mike Woodson that has such deep ties uh, and connections to the NBA and was just there. So he knows how the game is played at that level. That matters. And, and we've heard recruits say that a couple different times that uh, it, it matters to them that he was just there and he knows all about it. Clearly he's using that in recruiting pitches because it keeps coming up. Um, and so it's something he has to be telling these recruits, Hey, I was just there. I know what it takes. Come to Bloomington. Let me kind of coach you, mold you into the type of player you need to be so that you have a successful career in Bloomington. There's a very, very, very short list of coaches that can make that type of pitch to a recruit. So you can see why that would be so convincing. Uh, Queen is ranked number 10 nationally by 247 Sports. Another Montverde product. Uh, We mentioned uh, Liam McNeely on Wednesday's episode with Jason Jordan. Go give that a listen if you haven't already. We talked about him. Uh, He's a Montverde product, as is Queen. Look. I, I agree with, we talked to Jason about this. There is no IU to Montverde pipeline because Montverde is a type of school that it's not going to funnel athletes to one school, no matter who the school is. Even if it was Duke, they're not going to do that. But creating a connection with a program like that is a thing that can happen. And if you get a couple kids in a row that go from Montverde to IU and you see them have success uh it future prospects or people come kids coming in see that and those small things start adding up so uh I use clearly recruiting this academy and clearly recruiting the kids that are going there and, and if Jalen Hood Shafino if Malik Renault have big seasons next year that could mean really big things for IU recruiting wise in the future Give you some more insight on Queen. Uh, Brandon Jenkins, recruiting analyst for 247 Sports. Uh, This was 
a little bit of a dated scouting report, but this is what we had to work on. Queen is a skilled big man who owns excellent touch around the rim and out to the three-point line. His best asset is his fantastic hands. It all shows in the way he shoots, grabs rebounds, and passes the basketball. He has a terrific feel for the game and is a good passer. He also is a capable ball handler who can take all who can take the ball off the defensive glass and lead the break for a couple of dribbles. Now, he's not the explosive athlete, the bouncy type of player that probably Xavier Booker would be, even to a certain extent that Flory Badunga is uh, in terms of kind of explosiveness using his size. Uh, Queen is listed at 6'9", 220 pounds. So uh, somewhere in the middle of those two is kind of, I think, where he would be between kind of a traditional center, a modern center, things like that. Uh, More from Jenkins. Uh, Queen has the potential to develop into an elite inside and out threat in the front court who is reliable in isolated situations in the half court. He'll also bring high value or bring value in the high post and will excel in various offensive actions at a high level. If you just think to the number of ways IU uses Chase Jackson Davis, obviously they use him kind of isolated by himself at times in the half court in post-ups. They move him to the high post. They move him into ball screen actions as a, uh, you could see queen being a pick and pop threat there. If that, uh, shooting touch does extend out to the three point line. So you can see kind of the blueprint for how he uh, would fit in with Mike Woodson in that offense still a ways down the road. But as we, we mentioned with Jason Jordan on Wednesday, uh, the 2024 class isn't that far away anymore. And so I was making a lot of inroads. We, we talked at the beginning of the week that they missed out on a number of 2023 guys They've kind of parlayed that into really focusing on the 2024 class. Uh, McNeely and Derek Queen, both Montverde products, two of the latest that they've really kind of been making inroads with. We'll see if those relationships continue to pay off um, as those decisions come in the next year or so. IU uh, has a official beer sponsor. We'll talk a little bit about that. And one thing... I absolutely need them to do when we come back here in just a moment. IU announced on Thursday as well that Coors Light is their domestic beer sponsor for 2022-23. It means that it'll be available kind of exclusive as the domestic beer sponsor um, at Memorial Stadium, Assembly Hall, uh, it means that Coors Light can use their, I use branding on their products and whatnot. Um, Coors Light also set up, I believe, a ten thousand uh, dollar fund to help with the community in Bloomington. Uh, Coors Light will be a little more active and visible on the social media account as well. Uh, but I mean, Coors Light isn't my preferred beer. Uh, if I were to partake in drinking responsibly, of course. Uh, but one thing that absolutely has to happen, this is the only request I have. If it happens, I will buy a case of Coors Lights instead of the Blue Mountains that when you, that's how you tell they get cold. You put them in the fridge. If you see the Blue Mountains, they're cold. 
Instead of the Blue Mountains, I beg, make red sample gates from Bloomington on cans, and I will immediately f- I'll find those anywhere in Indiana, and I will go get those. I would buy those so fast. That is all I ask from Coors Light. I know it's a lot, but that is all I ask from them as the one thing to give back to IU as their beer sponsor for 2022-23. On the note of football Memorial Stadium, uh, we did have one other thing I wanted to note. Kind of looking forward again to the football season. Uh, The annual college football preview magazine from Phil Steele, who longtime, um, I guess, reporter of college football, someone who's covered college football, for a very long time, releases his annual college football preview magazine. I don't necessarily put more stock into this than others, but this came out recently and it was an interesting look into the conference. Uh, perhaps we'll try to gather up some more predictions as we get closer to the season, take a look at kind of the consensus of where IU falls. And this one, though, maybe not surprisingly, I wasn't surprised by it. Some might be that Indiana isn't finishing last. He predicts the Hoosiers to finish fifth in the East division. Uh, quote, I don't think they will reach heights, uh, reach the heights of 2020 or the depths of 2021. So they are an improved team, uh, but they don't make his most improved team list. Um, that, that seems fair. Uh, Rutgers is the worst team seventh in the uh, big 10 Again, that uh, that seems fair. I it's it's hard to really make the argument for IU to finish higher than fifth or excuse me sixth, um, because I think there's a fair amount of talent above them, proven talent. That is certainly something IU does not have. Uh, Maryland they have predicted as fifth, and he even calls us the most talented team or the best team. Mike Loxley's had in Maryland and that they're ready to take the next step. IU isn't, I don't think anywhere near that. And then you have Michigan state fourth and I really like what Mel Tucker's doing there. So uh, there's, I think multiple levels between IU and the, the rest of that division uh, this upcoming season, Ohio state, they have he has first in the division, which no shocker. Michigan as second, which he points out a road game for Michigan at Iowa is basically all that's going to realistically stand between eleven and O Michigan versus eleven and O Ohio State this time in Columbus. Uh, across the other division, I mean, again, how nice would it be? I beg, just give us the <laughs> swap us in Illinois for a year. Just I would love that so much. Uh, he has Illinois finishing tied for sixth in the uh, West Division. Obviously, IU opens the season with them, has Northwestern tying with them for sixth. Uh, so bottom of the Big Ten on the other side there. Purdue in fifth um, mentions that they played the weakest conference schedule last season. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh but in the West Division, I mean, every conference record or the record of the conference foes is going to stink. Uh, Nebraska tied for third. Uh, they are the most improved, or they do make the most improved list for Phil Steele. 
I'm fully improve it first mode, kind of wait and see mode with Nebraska and Scott Frost. They're going to have to actually do something before I believe they will do something. Uh, and then you have Minnesota tied for third as well. Iowa second, Wisconsin first. So uh, the usual suspects at the top, but it's going to be a struggle of a season for IU, but they have a number of winnable games. We met, we talked about that yesterday. If you want to go back and listen to that pod, they're going to play Rutgers. They're going to play Illinois. They're going to play Purdue. Uh, so there's a number of winnable games in there that couple balls bounce the right way. Uh, you beat a Maryland who's just that step above you, even if it is a couple steps in the East, and suddenly you're flirting with a, a bowl game, which feels so far out of reach right now looking at this season. Uh, but you never know. I, if you would have told me last season we would have had two wins, if you would have told me 365 days ago I, you would finish with two wins in the uh, 2021 season, I would have been stunned. It would have taken me, to be fair, about five minutes to get over that and then to accept that it is IU football, but I don't think any of us were expecting two wins going into the season. So you never know what to expect. Somebody's got to be the kind of disappointing team of the season, and if IU can take advantage of that, sneak a couple wins in there, uh, interesting things could happen. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you next week to continue to cover IU football fall camp as we get closer and closer to the start of the football season. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow me on Twitter, or follow us, I should say, on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Leave that quick rating and review to help us out a bunch. Most importantly, though, guys, hope you have an awesome Friday. Have a terrific weekend in LEO.